0: Hey, folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland as we get set for week 15 of the NFL season. That's right, we get set for, I think, is it the fourth last regular season weekend in the league for 2023? Emotional. Michael McQuaid, not joined by Mark Hogan this week because Mark got engaged in, in the US, so congrats to Mark. Joined by Cork's own Jason Hayes? Jason has Jason, Huss. Jason uh, how is the real Republic Capital doing? is it good
1: fantastic yeah you, you asked me how the county is doing every week um, and I speak for everyone and I say we're doing fantastic um, but yeah congrats to Mark uh, he, he picked that week well Cardinals on a bye week I don't know was that tactical I'll do my proposal and don't have to worry about watching the Cardinals then uh, but yeah congrats to him and Linnea
0: and he, he's not whipped as in he's not on the podcast because he's whipped but He's not off the podcast but he's, he's, he's not in the podcast because he's in the States. Um and yeah, so it's week fifteen. Looking forward to having Mark back next week. Um, it's funny, Jason, because as as we as we roll into the final few weeks of the season, it just seen, it, it. it's never felt so open. And it just feels like we're really getting involved now. We are now under two months away from Super Bowl fifty eight in Vegas. I I believe you're going. Uh, is this true
1: yeah I'll um, I'll put those rumours to bed right now and announce that yes I am going to Vegas completely agree in terms of the league being so open like it's it feels like the gap between say the top you know 5 to 15 range and then the bottom 25 to whatever it feels like that gap is just smaller than ever. Like there's a few elite teams, a few very bad teams, and then everyone in the middle can just beat anyone. Um, and that's really was reflected in last week's results when you had a lot of four and eight teams, uh, getting wins against playoff teams. So it is so open, and it's making these things tough to predict. We're gonna have a, a couple of prediction topics in this in this podcast, but I feel like everything I've said so far this season has just gone up in flames. Um, it, it's just chaos out there.
0: That was my worst ever picks week. Like, I genuinely think 10 out of the 16 games or whatever game, 10 of the games I picked were wrong. So, um, not good. And at halftime of Monday night, I was going to the fantasy playoffs. And by the time I woke up, I wasn't. So, it's just one of those things, Jason. You know, it's it's the, these things happen. I, I'm glad to hear you're going to Vegas. It's going to be a great week. There is a lot to come on that. We're obviously... Extremely excited For that Um So Time will tell Watch this space um, Okay You you obviously Are loves up Jason So how are you Going to get around The fact that there's Three NFL games This Saturday What's the plan
1: We've had a tough time Making excuses lately I, I feel like there's More games on than ever but Since Thanksgiving With the Black Friday game And everything It just feels like Every week now We had two Monday night Games last week Um. Yeah, those excuses are getting harder to come by. We'll have to get more creative this week, I think.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an interesting slate. Vikings, Bengals, it's at 6 o'clock on Saturday. We've got the Steelers going against the Colts. Steelers obviously losing against the Patriots. That is a huge game as both teams sit 7 and 6. But then that early game, early game, wow. Early game on early Sunday morning, late, so late Saturday night, the Broncos going to Detroit to face the Lions. This is quite a nice Saturday slate, and the funny thing is, Jason, they picked this six, seven months ago. How did they see into the future? Is it rigged? I'm joking.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like not in the way they probably would have predicted. They probably thought some of these teams would be doing a lot better when they did make the schedule, but the way it's worked out couldn't be better anyway because they're they're all in the mix for the the rat race that is the playoffs. Um, and it definitely, I had my eye on that Lions Broncos game as, as an interesting one. Saturday night We'll see if I can Stay up for that one um, But three good games Definitely ones We'll want to watch And ones that have Massive playoff implications
0: Let's look at that Broncos-Lions game Just for a second Because obviously to take my hat off I'm a Broncos fan I feel like I've been Through the ringer With this team But when you see The performance that Okay look there was a few real scratches of elegance from Russell Wilson, especially in the second half against the Chargers last week, where that pass to Courtland Sutton was superb. But for me, the defence got the Broncos over the line. Alex Singleton had, a honestly, a career day in, in Denver against the Chargers in mm-hmm. SoFi Stadium last Sunday. But it wasn't just guys like Alex Singleton. It was guys on the defence. When you look at Singleton, you see Jaquan McMillan. He had a great game in the first half. Um, Justin Simmons Jonathan Cooper having good games they had interception as well I want to bring this up because it feels like the teams I, I don't want to write Detroit off in no way shape or form but it seems Jason like teams are going in a different direction the Broncos in years gone by have had a, a a win one week and then they fall off this year they've got on this slate they've got on this role and it's just seemed to work for them but the Lions not just losing against the Bears in Chicago but the matter in which they lost for me in week 14 was alarming a couple of dodgy calls and fourth down this represents a key game for both teams but it seems in my opinion Jason to represent an opportunity for the Lions not just to go 10-4 and four in the season but it gives them almost that chance to reset their season again because they've had some difficult times over the last few weeks this is a great football team but they're 9-4 and four, and they've lost 4 games and when you're trying to get to that next level, you can't lose four games, especially in the NFC where a win can take you so high and a loss can put you right back into the mix again.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a strong start. They started 5-1 and one on the season. Um, and since that, tough loss to the Ravens. I can't remember the exact scoreline, but it was 30-plus points. They've been 4-3 and three since then, last seven weeks which is a winning record, it's not to be scoffed at, but they just don't look like the same team, to be honest, as they were. They aren't winning games in a convincing manner when they do win games. Big part to some of the struggles is Jared Goff, as much as I hate to say it, because we sang his praises um, throughout that first half of the season. But he hasn't been the same, uh, and it's gone hand-in-hand with how the, the offensive line is performing. We're seeing Goff under pressure a lot more. That was always the big question mark about him. And unfortunately it seems like those issues are still very much there. Um and it's kind of a case of compounding errors then where he's about to take a sack, and now he's making mistakes, throwing interceptions. They've had 14 turnovers in the last seven games, which is third most in the league. It's not winning football. That's, it's not what that's they were shocking. Doing.
0: Just, that's shocking.
1: It's there's just complete opposite formula to what they were doing. Um in the first six games, but I won't put it all on the offense either. We've seen the defense struggle as well, particularly against the pass. Um, just giving up countless yards. They've a couple of they Garner Johnson is is injured, but I think on a whole that secondary probably just isn't strong enough, and those weaknesses are showing themselves now. Uh, luckily, they've their last few games aren't against the most prolific of passing offenses. Starting with the Broncos this weekend. But, look, I think they will make it to the playoffs. Um, But I've lost all faith in them. They're my pick for the Super Bowl. They were hurt to start the season. I've lost all faith in them in terms of being able to beat one of these elite teams in January just because these key areas that are causing concern, you know, def- defending or protecting the quarterback. You've got the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys in your conference. They, you know, make a living off getting to the quarterback. Defending the pass is an issue. Those teams are you know, prolific in that area as well. It's just not shaping up and the storyline is not going the way a lot of us would have hoped because they're a fun team to, to root for overall.
0: It's it's a weird one and it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes over the next few weeks and, and we will see. One thing that we have on the burner, and we've only got a couple of weeks to do this, is to try and get Dan Whelan to the Pro Bowl. Folks, if you go on to Twitter or X, as it's now well known apparently, and use hashtag Pro Bowl, vote, Pro Bowl Vote, as my Northern accent riles up there, and then say Dan Whelan or tag Dan Whelan after it, that's a vote. Or you can go to e slash NFL Ireland, which is like the top link is a link to vote for Dan. It goes directly to the Packers section and special teams. And where Dan is, you have to have an NFL account to do it. Let's do it for the crack. Jimmy Gillen from the Giants. The Scottish guy Jason is currently number one, so we we gotta beat him. I mean, I, I love the Scots, but we have to beat Jimmy, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we'll show show them what we're what we're all about in Ireland. We're great at rallying behind our athletes, so this is a great a great chance to do that.
0: And look, there's been a lot of talk online this week about Irish athletes. We're we're not gonna go into it, um, but we th- there is one tweet where we've seen I put it out, uh, our friend Nathan Johns over at the Irish Times who has a statement from the NFL saying for the first time the NFL is currently scouting kicker slash punters for its international development efforts relating to the international player pathway program more detailed information on the 2024 IPP participants will be available in the coming weeks and I have put off that there is more on this soon Expect an announcement uh, on that in the first few weeks of 2024 we'll not be making any further comment on it until it's announced but of course it's very exciting times for the NFL across the island of Ireland for so many different reasons. And um, the fact that me and Jason were sitting beside Alan Faneca a few weeks ago that was a great picture, Jason. Uh, anywho, right. Let's predict how the next four weeks are going to go. I like just just one element, one thing that you want to say. We are sitting in a situation where we longed for this league to be here for so long. And I've already had, like, metaphorically, I have half my bags packed for Vegas. I'm ready to go. It just feels like it's over already. It's weird, but it's not. There's just still so much more to go. You know, we've seen last week in regards to the Buffalo Bills and we've seen how they got the win against Kansas City, Jason you know, a huge result for them that really shut people up, moving to seven and six in the season. We've seen beat writers, we've seen different guys really talk down on them over the last few weeks. And I I was very disappointed to see how Sean McDermott was treated. I I personally don't think it's right to criticise a man or attack somebody's character when he's been in the team for so long. And, you know, just last year, I remember people sitting watching Mahomes against Josh Allen at Arrowhead saying that this was going to be the battle for it for the ages and we're gonna see it every year. We're gonna love it. And people were almost knocking it down going in the week fourteen. And I'm not talking about you or me or Mark. I'm just talking about the general discourse online. So I was delighted to see them win um in week fourteen and get their season going again. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win out. They're not going to win out. They're going to go 10 and 7 and they're gonna make the playoffs they're going to lose against the Cowboys this week coming up in a great game and they're going to beat the Chargers, they're going to beat the Patriots and they're going to beat the Dolphins. Now, after the week 14 Monday Monday Night Football, you know, the Dolphins have really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons here. Like That originally could have been looked at like a game where all oh, Miami are going to rest their starters. Not going to happen now, very, very unlikely. I'll take the Bills over the next four weeks to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs and for me, Everyone's all over the Niners. I'm taking the Cowboys to be the number one seed in the NFC. I think they're the best team by a country mile. They're so fun to watch. I was talking to Jason off-camera folks about how I stayed up to watch both Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Uh, this whole Italian thing in the Giants is ridiculous. Love it, though. Um, I'm wrecked. But I tell you what, Jason, there's nothing like sitting, sitting at three in the morning and watching how good this Cowboys team are. They are sensational. What's your thoughts?
1: How, how did you find, actually, just off topic here, how did you find having two Monday night games on at once last night, the other
0: night? how um, well, you're giving away the recording date. I'm joking. It's Thursday morning, people listening to this. I'm sure no it's happening in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a funny one because I, I woke up the next morning and I seen it a a Dov claiming Dov the guy that copies everything and, no, and nobody knows if he's real or not. Shout out to Dov. I seen Dov say, not give off, but he was seem to be complaining a wee bit about the fact that we've got two games i mean we have usually upwards of seven or eight games on on the sunday at one time so who cares i like the way there was two games on i like the way there was a a score line at the top left or top right of the screen and i like the way that you could watch both games like i've got sky sports i'll openly a minute. i i like the way that you could watch both games i personally and this from a personal standpoint i think the black the blackout rule is a joke it shouldn't be happening anymore on television especially in the UK and Ireland, should not be happening. So to have the opportunity to see two games at once on Sky Sports, in my opinion, should be happening every Sunday as well. And that's something that we we'll put a good word into Mr. Reynolds for. Shout out to Neil Reynolds. I know it's not, it's not Neil's fault. That's a joke. We we, we all love Neil. Um, I wanted to say very quickly on that, actually... I enjoyed the two games, I think it should happen. I, I do think though, if and if you're like me, if you're in Ireland or if you're in the UK and you've got Sky Sports, I do feel like we should have the option to watch the ESPN Monday Night Countdown for an hour and a half. I watched it through fully legal means um, on Monday night beforehand, but I also do think that when you're paying 70, 80, 90, I'm sure it's more in Euros, pounds a month, you should be able to watch Peyton and Eli talk about the game also live on television. And <laughs> Finally, for people in the north, um, or Northern Ireland, depending where you're from, all good, all good. Much love, Channel Five. Channel Five in the north has got Monday Night Football as well. So I was watching the Packers game on Channel Five. We had Greg Rosenhoff from around the NFL. They've got a studio in LA. That's in the UK, so obviously it's in Northern Ireland also. So there's a lot of option out there. I liked having both games, Jason. I'd be eager to, I'd be eager to hear what you thought.
1: Yeah, I, I think we've. You know, Monday night this week just happened to be two of the best games of the season, so it worked out very nicely. The NFL would be delighted with that, and they've got a lot of buzz from that. Probably going to make a big over-the-top decision off the back of that too. We'll probably have 10, 10 double headers now next year. Just my yeah. little nick.
0: Do you pick. think though no, that the ESPN has? Do you think the ESPN coverage is an upped pick? I, I, it's not that I used to hear it. I used to not enjoy it years ago and now I think the ESPN coverage is as good as anything. Joe Maybe Buck, it's Buck and Aikman.
1: Yeah, Buck and Aikman. They're brilliant. Best in the game. Definitely. Uh Two guys that... You know, it does... I, no, I I think I saw someone tweeting about this actually, but Aikman had a comment during the game where he's just tearing into the referees for taking too long to make a decision and ruining the game. And it just feels like there are two commentators that don't answer to anyone. They aren't really afraid of... Uh, hearing back some bad comments based on what they say and I think that makes it fun Joe Buck has come a long way as well he has he he used to be known as a bit of a dull voice didn't he but now he's I remember the Chicago
0: Chicago Cubs won the World Series the first time in 100 odd years and his commentary was like yes and (laughs) like really
1: or the David the David Tyree catch. I think he kind of botched that one as well but anyway
0: I mean Let's save this for Vegas. That's not the best catch ever. It's not, not. It's it's pure There's luck. There's a few right. super
1: Bowl catches.
0: It's not up there. And you you met the guy that had the big catch in, in Dublin a few weeks ago. Here, predict how the next four weeks is gonna go. Is gonna go for one yep. team. And now, <laughs> I am not telling you to talk about a certain thing. You can talk about something else completely here. But for me, man, it feels like that NFC cooking up this weekend, week fifteen there's teams sitting at five, six wins because they make the play. I think this is nuts,
1: like... So, I I was under the impression we were going to make a bold prediction. One bold prediction. Um, Tommy Coddlens. <laughs> yeah, look, you you may, you mentioned him a few weeks back. You were the first to get on his train, so fair play to you. But um, just quickly, in terms of the NFC, I think it's kind of funny how it's worked out because the AFC has been looked at as the more powerful conference all year. And partly due to injuries... Um, I think the perception of how how they're both built is now changing a bit. I think it's the NFC is probably more top heavy. Like I could see one of those three teams going all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't even have to name the three teams I'm talking about. That's how top heavy it is. Um, whereas the AFC is just a bit more open, a bit more depth in terms of quality, which is summed up by the fact that the Bills are still outside the playoffs at the moment at seven and six. Um, but overall. Uh, my money will be on an NFC side taking home the Lombardi Trophy as it currently sits. But, yeah, we're a bit one-dimensional in these predictions because you just mentioned the Bills there, but I'm going to double up on that and I'm going to go a bit more bold with my predictions. The Bills are going to win the AFC East is what I'm is what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's
0: great. But is the thing is, like, I talked about the Bills a second ago and now you're saying that, like, the Bills... The Bills have to play the Dolphins and the Cowboys last four, last four games of the year. They're going to
1: win the East. Absolutely. Oh, good yeah. be- because they're playing the Dolphins, that's a big reason for it. But they are on good form right now. You know, they just beat the Chiefs. Should have beat Philly the week before that. Uh, this obviously is a massive game against Dallas, and we're going to talk about that in a second, so I'll spare that for now. But there should be two layups after that, really. if the Chargers and the Patriots. Um, Patriots did beat Bills earlier in the season but I just not a hope they're going to do that again um, with the way that team's looking so that's two wins for the Bills um, and then they're at Miami last game of the season and Miami on the other hand are trending the wrong direction they look a bit vulnerable their offensive line is decimated they look lost without Tyree Kill Tua doesn't look too comfortable when things are chaotic around them um, and it, you know, it's a team that we still have question marks around can they get it done when it matters most or when a game goes off script when things aren't going smoothly um, can they still get wins over the line and they've got a tough stretch themselves they've got the Jets next which granted is a game they definitely should be winning uh, and in all likelihood will win with the offensive line issues that could complicate things because Jets are a, d- a decent defensive unit but then Miami is the Cowboys. They're going to Baltimore. Very tough game there. Um, and then they have the Bills last game of the season. They could l- lose those last three games. And I got a bit deep into the ESPN playoff machine. Which is a brilliant tool for anyone that uh, wants to play around with it. Very reasonable scenario where the Dolphins can finish 2-2. Two and two And the Bills finish 4-0. and oh, And the Bills win the division. If the Dolphins finish 1-3... And, and the Bills finish 3-1... and one, Again... The Bills can win the division. So I... Uh, there, there's a two game gap right now but... I don't think... Um, people realise how quickly that can actually flip... In, a, in two, three weeks time. It's a, definitely a bold prediction. Don't get me wrong. Odds are it won't come through. Um, but I'm just mentioning it because I think there is a... Very distinct possibility that it can happen. And probably hasn't been acknowledged enough before now am i crazy
0: i don't i I, look i don't think you are if it's still mathematically possible anything can happen in this league and two elements to go to before we close this topic for me would be yes we can talk about the teams at the top of the afc or nfc but there's teams in the bubble there's teams with five six wins in the nfc that could literally make a run and have a high-end seeding it's insane and I'm not going to start making a prick of myself and start saying certain teams, but the Giants aren't far out. They, they, they need a bit of luck to go their way, don't get me wrong, but they're not that far out. Um, I I think the big one to look at is is the West. I mean, the Broncos are a game out of the Chiefs. A game off the Chiefs record. I think they have to win the other game to get, get ahead of them, but that's incredible. But let's, um, let's end this segment and move on, uh, and we'll see what we have to come next.